right, guys. So today I'm joined by the number seven Bellator light heavyweight contender, Alex Polizzi, an absolute stud, kind enough to join us on the show today. How's everything going today, man? Everything's going real good. You know, uh, we're back to training. We're back to working and, uh, you know, just living the dream, punching people in the cage for money. Are you in Vegas right now? I I am in Vegas. Uh, relocated probably a little more than a year ago. Um, you know, uh, my my fiance at the time, wife now, she uh, was finishing up with her school and was looking for a, a, a bigger pond to swim in. She's like, you know, there's a couple cities that were on our mind. And uh, one of them was she's like, hey, is is Las Vegas good for fighting? And I said, yeah, yeah, we should we should do that one. We should hit that one up. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that one's pretty good, right? How's the, and how's the weather out there? Because we're in New Jersey over here. It's starting to snow a little bit, man. It's starting to get real rough here. And you you know you know a little bit about that, don't you? Yeah, back back in Wisconsin, man. Uh, they they've been they've been snowing off and on for probably a month or so now. But you know, Vegas is still pretty pretty nice right now. It's there's a little bit of rain out, but usually we're we're still dealing. Even in the winter months, it's it's sunny and and high of fifties, and you know, it's it, it's weird because it's it's still one of those things where. Uh, all the people around me are like, oh, it's so cold. And they're in winter coats. And I remind myself, like, you know, if I were back in Wisconsin right now, I'd be in shorts and a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you probably look like you stand out of the crowd there, right? You look like somebody <laughs> could definitely pick like you out of a crowd there in, in the cold. Only in the cold can they pick you out of a crowd, right? Like, who's that guy with the short sleeve shirt, man? It's 30 <laughs> degrees. But anyway, man, I saw a couple of the x-rays after the last fight. Um, it, was it a fractured jaw and a foot? Was that what it was? Yep. Yep. Uh Broken, broken jaw. I, I don't know if they have a specific, they probably got its name for the jawbone itself, but, you know, cracked all the way through. And then uh, a, a minor uh, metatarsal fracture on my my fifth, which is like the pinky bone one. And how have, I mean, how do you feel, man? Like as we are here today, right? That fight was what, in May? So how are you feeling yeah. now? Yeah, feeling great. You know, um, the, 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 the thing that I tell a lot of people is it's, it's different when you break, I don't want to say this, like, you know, a lot of people have experienced like broken hands or broken shoulder or broken like foot or lots of those other ones. And those seem, you know, like six or week, six weeks or so. You're like, okay, I can start to move it now. I can put stuff on it. You know, it took me a long time with the jaw and I did the whole thing. They wired me up shut. I had the, and then after that, they, they put me in the, the roar bands and all that. And I got asked a lot. People say, you know, how does it feel? And, uh, with the jaw, it's really, it's either not good or good. There's no real like, oh, yeah, it's a little, you know, I, I was doing some stuff and it felt weird. It's like, it's either good or it's not. So uh, um, when I did it, my surgeon initially told me like, you know, you're going to be moving it around. You're going to feel like it's fine. Take the extra time. Take the extra time. Make sure that you're not going to go in back to practice, get punched and, you know, undo all the good work I did. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And did, I mean, did they give you sort of a time frame on it or was it sort of just, let's see how this plays out? Um, she didn't have a time frame for me set specifically. I mean, like, um, there were things that she was active in, uh, which is like the wiring shut and then they, they use the wire you shut and they unwire you and then they give you rubber bands to keep, so it like keeps it closed and keeps it aligned, but you're st like, you get to move it then. And that was like another four to five weeks. And then after that, it was kind of like play it by ear. And she's like, hey, if you could just do me a favor, don't like you could do stuff, you know, feel it. And like you can go back to eating real food, 
but uh try not to get try not to get socked for uh for another month or for i think it was like another three months or so and uh with the gym i'm at now it's like well i'm gonna get socked so i might as well just i, I might as well figure out something else to do hit some pads or something <laughs> when was it that she told you that that you're about three months out or so um so that would have been probably back probably the end of the summer august september is when she told me about three months so um but by uh by all the doctors by all the doctors codes and ethics you know sometimes doctors give a little bit longer of a timeline i'm i'm good to go so now it's just uh making sure that i'm getting back into the gym getting ready to to put on another great show for bellator yeah for sure and then speaking of that next fight, right? Because that's always what's so important. That next fight. Are, are we expecting you back at Extreme Couture? Uh yeah, yeah. We we've been practicing at Extreme Couture. And um, you know, again, I can't speak enough about the the level of guys there and, and the the coaches. And really it's just a, a great place to be sharpening my craft and uh continuing to work on my my uh passage as an athlete. So yeah. And then, you know, the last time we saw you, right, Bellator 280, your Romero fight, I think you showed a lot of heart, a lot of guts. Um, you know, you stood in there like a true warrior. Maybe things didn't go your way, but, I mean, hey, that's fighting, right? When you Absolutely. look back now, was there anything that didn't ex that you didn't expect, you know, that threw you off? You always a weird guy to fight, right? He does his weird stuff with his hands. Sometimes he'll just – like I saw there's one moment in the fight where he even, like, froze for, like, four seconds and didn't move. You know what I mean? So yep. I'm sure it's, it's weird, right? Like, what do you think? It, it, it's it's weird and i mean i, I don't want to say weird unorthodox he, sure. he you know you, you're never going to find another fighter like you well um and that's kind of what i got told i got told that he's going to do some weird stuff he's going to do the the shell he's gonna he's gonna wait and he's gonna wait and he's gonna see when you come in and he's gonna try to lull you and then he's gonna i mean he's one of the most explosive guys in the game still and, sure. uh, you know, that that's what they told me, but, um, told me on, again, I, I had short notice and it, it, the, I think the bigger thing, and I've said it before in, in interviews and stuff is I'm, I'm a guy who, uh, I'm better when I don't know a lot about the opponent. I, I think sometimes that when, when I get overloaded with that info, then I get out there and I'm thinking about it and, you know, fighting is a. It, don't get me wrong. You want to be thinking and you want to be smart and you want to be tactical, but at the same time, like in those split, in those little seconds, you, you can't waste that time thinking about what he's going to do. And I feel like in the past, I've been able to avoid it because, you know, I've, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm fighting, you know, so-and-so. And they're like, yeah, Oh, that sounds fun. You know, my other fighters, but this time um, I say, Hey, I mentioned I'm fighting you all Romero and everybody's got, you know, two, three minutes of advice for me. And I think uh, it just got a little overwhelming for me in that time. And um, uh, but as far as like, as far as being surprised by something he was going to do, eh, not really. I, 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 I was told by everybody or their mama what, you know, is, I mean, and again, a guy like Yoel, everybody knows him. Everybody's seen him. And, like, it, I'm not saying that he's, He's easy to read, but the, the the fights are known. And like, you know, I, I can say that he didn't surprise me. I mean, eh, I didn't expect to get my jaw broken either, but. 
Sure. No, uh, I hear you, man. I hear you. He's definitely yeah. an unpredictable guy. Um, and, and regardless of who you're fighting, right, it's MMA, right? Anything can happen in there regardless. Regardless, it's unpredictable. Yeah. And, you know, there's obviously been a long time sort of notion around this guy, right? Like he's terrifying. No one wants to fight him, even dating back to the UFC, right? <laughs> when you step in there, I mean, he's like that for a reason, right? That means he's actually a very good competitor. So when you step in there with a guy like that, like how much do you think that does for you? You know, have something like that, whether you win or lose, stepping in there with that guy, getting the time in there. What do you think that does for your career? You know, um, just like just like every other fight, uh, you know, in in losses, we find lessons. So, I mean, there's there's absolutely there's stuff that we need to work on and, and that specifically against Romero that that he that he highlighted. Um, but I would say that. Uh, so hold on. Uh, I kind of lost track of where we were at. Yeah, um, no worries, man. No worries. Oh, uh, uh, against uh, against a guy like like Romero. Yeah. Um, I I I've been hearing it since you know my jaw was wired up. It's like everyone's coming up to me and like, oh, you're you're tough in there. Oh man, you you know you took that like a champion. And it's like, ah, yeah, Be, being tough is cool, but what's cooler is not getting punched. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's cool that I was able to do it, and that um, you know, on a short notice like that, that Bellator would think about think about your boy to to fill in, and it was it was an awesome experience. Uh, but moving forward, we we, we got to keep an eye on you know just making sure that we're working on that stuff that we learned, and we're you know making sure that next time when people watch me and, and people are, you know, Oh, the Alex Polizzi, he sure can't take a punch. I, I don't want that one anymore. Is Alex Polizzi? He sure did fight smarter. Oh, Alex Polizzi, you know, moved in there and he, and he really did his damage while uh, not getting his jaw broken in half. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, what's something that I could sort of take away from you reacting to this fight, you know, as we look in hindsight is it seems like you learned a lot from this fight, rather you've taken a lot of, uh, lessons in stride and, I, and something I was going to mention that I brought that I didn't bring up before the last question was that's interesting what you said because I've sort of heard fighters say it but not say it directly like as clear as you said you know that sometimes when you're game planning so much for your other fighter right for your opponent it'll sort of stray you away from your own game plan so I think again that seems to be one of the many things you've learned in this camp so that's kind of why I brought up the question because it looks like yeah. it's something it's a fight where you're going to learn a lot um yeah. another thing that i was curious about right is you came a couple a few pounds under the weight limit i'm just curious is that like a normal thing for you yeah I mean, you know a lot of sometimes people make too much of it you know what i mean without yeah, actually knowing no, the I'm, stuff but what do you think you know um e even from back in my wrestling days uh the, the weight classes I, I i try not to push myself really too far um my walking around weight i'm I'm still, you know, 220s or so, but from what I hear, some of the other light heavyweights, you know, they're walking around 230, 240. Meanwhile, I, I just, um, you know, I, I understand it. I, I and, and, you know, if, if it works for you guys, great. But my thought process behind it is that I'd rather, I'd rather stay one weight class above and not have to worry so much about the cut because I, I want to be focused on the fight. I, and you know, I'm sure you've heard that from a lot of other fighters too. You know, we're focusing on the fight, you know, the cut comes easy, but. I wish it, I heard it from more fighters, to be honest it, with you. I don't even that's, think that's, that's a bad approach, dude. I really don't. 
I, I and and again, if everybody thought like that, oh, cool. Now we can. Now you don't have to worry about people missing weight, fights getting scrapped. But it's always going to come to somebody who's you know in between, and they're like, well, now I can cut, and they cut down. So then they push the other guys that were comfortable there to come down. And I mean, I was I was discussing this with somebody about um, again wrestling weight class, but it's it's a similar deal. And what exactly the solution would be, it, I just, I don't have it. Because, you know, as, as athletes, we're all at this high level competing against one another. And everybody's got to try for every, every straw they can grasp to get that advantage. So I, I really don't see a way to make the weight cutting problem become less of an issue. Yeah, I mean, it blows my mind that it's a normal for fighters to have to dehydrate their bodies just literally hours before the night that they fight some to near death experiences literally hours but like it, it blows my mind that that's normal you know yeah it, it's it's really bizarre that it's i mean it, it's no, normalized and, and especially if, if you're in fighting or if you're in another sport where it's it's common but to it, it's it's always a little funny one of my one of my friends my my friends from high school she uh she's um in in a field in uh uh therapy where they deal with eating disorders it's always funny whenever we get together because she's like i'm like oh yeah you know i i can't eat that uh you know i'm i'm losing some weight she'll look at me and be like alex that's 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 an eating disorder you can't you can't say that to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny man so listen, back to the, uh, you know, the future, right? Again, always the most important stuff, right? What do you think is next for you, right? You're obviously well in the thick of the light heavyweight uh, division, right? The rankings. Mm -hmm. What do you see on the horizon for yourself? You want to get in there back with another rank guy? You want to just get anyone in there again just to get back on track? What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of feeling the latter. I mean, it's it, it's been a while, Um you know, but before Romero, I, I was having a pretty active year and, and uh, running up, you know. Yeah. And you uh, yeah. And, and then stuff happens and you get put out for a bit. It's it's been a little while and I'm, I'm ready to get out of the house to stretch my legs. And whether that's against, you know, another ranked guy or, or somebody coming up, I, I just uh, I feel like I need to, to get in there and, and show you guys what I've been working on that uh, I'm back and maybe not ready to show that the jaw is stronger, but if it comes to that, uh, again, I'm hoping to move my head out of the way before you gotta, gotta say I'm tougher than a junkyard dog again, but I'm, I'm just excited to get back into the cage and get back to, you know, like I said, doing, doing what I do. hundred <laughs> percent, man. And you know, you've already tasted some of the top tier quality of that division, right? You look at that division, you got Nemkov, Anderson, Bader, you, Yoel, the list goes on. What do you think? Because because I like asking fighters this when I think they're in a big weight class. What do you what do you think of your division two hundred five, the Bellator weight class, compared to like let's say other in other promotions the two hundred five divisions? What do you think? Because I think you guys are pretty loaded. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like there's a ton of guys in in our division and, and the weight class that are just monsters. And you know, we can talk division versus division all day and. Like there's a lot of people that already do, but it's, I, I, I think I, I like to think about it is it, it's not, you know, like, Oh, this, this whole thing is better. There's, there's killers everywhere, man. And we're all at the top, you know, we're, we're all again, everybody's competing. 
and it's a sport that's, you know, not easy. So the guys that are in it want in it. And um, I think that with that, everybody's, you know, trying to find a, a league or division or following what's going to be most successful for them. And so I, I think that stacked up, it, there's, there's murderers everywhere. And I think light heavyweight just in general is a weight class that's a lot of fun because you're you're almost a heavyweight size, but you still got some guys that are in there that can move and you're not gonna see just just throwing hands and a lot of interesting technique. Yeah, 100%. Oh, man, now I'm excited. I want to get back out there and fight right. It's Sunday night. I can't. <laughs> yeah, Sunday's a chill day, right? You kind of yeah, Sunday you gotta chill. You gotta bring yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe tomorrow you kind of you know what I'm saying. Maybe tomorrow we'll bring it back up. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll I'll remember what we're talking about today, and I'll I'll get hyped up again. Exactly, man. So listen, I just listed some great names in your weight class. Like, is there anyone that you look at specifically and say maybe down the road someday that would be you know that'd be a fun fight for the fans? You know, um, I've actually I I've gotten to uh, since I made this move to Vegas and extreme couture. Um, I've actually gotten to experience a lot other light heavyweights, uh, even some of the names that you shared, uh, as well as, uh, guys and other, in other, uh, other organizations that start with you, um, and maybe P and maybe some of those one guys. Um, but, but either other than that, uh, I think that, specifically i'm always kind of a guy who's just i don't know i'll fight whoever um there there's always been a little thought about fighting Corey, and i say that just because um we're from the same area i i don't know if you knew yeah but uh yeah yeah Corey's from rockford and i'm from so so we're like right there on the state line and i always thought that it might be interesting for um especially some people back home I used to wrestle across the border for their kids club where Corey went to high school and was around. And so like even the same people that don't follow MMA, they just follow wrestling. If they saw, wait, is that Corey Anderson versus Alex Polizzi? I know those two kids. I I coached those guys. And so I, I thought that might be. Definitely. You have, you guys trained, you guys have trained together, right? Yeah, a little bit. Not too much though, right? <laughs> not not too much, and and maybe not so much now in MMA. I I think I think it was actually uh, I, I I probably would have met him back when I was a middle school wrestler, and he was in high school, <laughs> and he was he probably just be, he probably saw me, and I was like, let's wrestle, and he probably just whooped me, just just showed me a blast double leg, and was like, all right, get out of here, kid. I mean, what are your, what's your stance on that kind of stuff, right? Like, let's say you, you're training with somebody, you know, somebody in your gym or whatever the care, maybe you don't train with them that much, but somebody's from your gym. I mean, do you sort of maybe try to distance yourself a little bit or you sort of like, what, what's a strategy or do you, or do you just not care? You know, um, it, it's, it's only become a recent kind of problem of mine. Uh, sure. Before I was a chosen few. And while we do have a couple guys that are out there, um, Mark Lemier actually fought, uh, you know, in, in his past Bellator card. Yeah, we've um, had him on the show line. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, but like Mark and and Dante, but like we were never in the same weight classes, so it was never a big deal for me. Um, now, again, there's a lot more guys 
that right. are just you're only going to get better too so it might yeah the, 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 there's a lot more guys at extreme that, that are doing it um deal with it going forward i you know I, i've told people all the time that it's easy for fans to get caught up in like oh that's his personal stuff or oh but i try to really separate it like fighting is business to me i'm this is my livelihood business and you know if there's another guy he's just he's business so, so I, I'll try not to, um, bring that into the training room along with me. Like we're, we're doing a business transaction when we get out there into the Bellator cage. Um, it's a business transaction right now. We're here in the gym training. Like it's sure. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta be able to compartmentalize this thing. Yeah. I hear you, man. And I, you know, I just ask cause sometimes, you know, it could be somewhat of a different situation. Right. And, uh, you know, I just was curious to see if you're ready for it. Cause you know, I feel like the better you get, you know, the more those things tend to sort of pop up. I feel like, um, so listen, man, you know, we spoke about the progression and all that a little bit. You're 30 years old, right? More or less uh, on a scale of like one to 10 off the top of your head. You don't have to give me an exact number. I'm not expecting one. Cause I am kind of putting you on the spot here, but where do you feel you're at? You know, and as far as how far along are you to being the best version of yourself on a scale of one to 10, where do you think you're at right now? That's a real heavy question if we take it broad. If like a scale of one to 10, if I'm fulfilling my maximum potential as a person. Strictly as a fighter, but I mean. As, as a, a, as a fighter, I can there, answer yeah. it a little bit better. Yeah, I was talking about <laughs> as a fighter, 100%. Sorry if I didn't make that clear, my man. Yeah. My as man. a person, I was like, oh, man, I got to talk to my astrologist. and We got to. Sure. That's a very deep question, I would say. You're right <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. No, no, no. Just strictly as a fighter. We're talking MMA here, man. You know, as a fighter, if I was going to bring it to a number, um, Bellator has already done it with seven. Not bad. Um, I I like to think that I'm, you know, and and I'm just like every other fighter out there, like there's always room for improvement. Sure. So if, if I was gonna say a number, probably mid six, maybe. Um, I think there's a lot of good things that we can work on. And you know, when I start getting to that next level, when I start making it to that next number, um as we're moving along and as competition increases and as I notice more things about my game as it evolves, I think there might be some decimals in there. We're going to get to eight, 8.7. We're going to get to 8.92. <laughs> yeah. And we're just going to keep trying to improve and become the best fighter that we can be eventually. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if 10's out there, but I'm going to keep reaching for him. Sure, man. 9.9 at least, right? I mean, I guess maybe 10 <laughs> doesn't exist, but and I'm sorry to put you on the spot there, by the way. And I know it's kind of a tricky question to ask a fighter that, right? Just, you know, what are you going to be on a scale of 1 to 10? But I'm kind of curious to hear these things because I my, myself am not a fighter. You know, I could dream of being a fighter. I could play the UFC game, but I can only see this through the eyes of the people I talk to, you know, kind of like yourself. And uh, I'm curious, man. I'm curious. I'm curious. I don't know. It's, hey, man, it's never too late. There's, there's training gyms popping up all over the place. You could, you could hop in there and now I, I I don't know if I don't know if you're gonna be on uh, you know the what? Ultimate Fighter. Anytime it's soon, just but... not for me to be honest. Getting punched <laughs> in the face ain't for me. Um, and I'm 25 too, to be honest. I think uh, so you know I feel like it's kind of too late for me anyway. Um, when did you start training MMA? I started training MMA probably this was after college. It was 22, man. Damn. Okay. So you're giving me some. Man, it's I not get, too far. I start off? buying the gloves and look, everything. Look. 
I understand the face punching thing. If you if you're not into that, it's yeah. kind of hard. It's a hard sell. But there's other things where you don't get punched in the face. You can try jujitsu. Sure. Yeah, but I don't want to get a limb bit. broken either. Though I just don't want to get injured, man. I don't know. Is there okay? Is there one where I won't get hurt? Is there a martial art where I, I will sign up? I mean, I don't know. Wing Chun. Martial art where you don't get hurt? Oh man. I don't think so. Capoeira maybe. <laughs> That looks like around, a lot of fun. You know yeah, I mean? you do a little bit of yeah. get some rhythm in there. But I'm not a good dancer, man. So you know what I mean? It's not, it's just not gonna work out. It's not gonna work out. Well, you'll find something, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, so you know, we do appreciate the time, man. I got a few more questions for you. Um, you know, I saw you pulling off some of the borderline WWE slams in a couple in a couple of your fights, man. Um, I'm curious. I saw you, I think I saw you attend even a WWE event if I saw on your Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. Um you know, are you a fan of WWE and is that stuff you practice in the gym? Feel free to take this question as serious as you like. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't the biggest MMA fan. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I've, I've always been a big fan of fighting. I wasn't the w, the big fan of the WWE, the professional wrestling, um, until I had a buddy of mine who was really into it when back when I was doing high school wrestling. And we would, we were on a traveling team together and he's really into it. And he's, uh, you know, he was our heavyweight. So he's a bigger guy and he's not just a really good wrestler, but he's also just a, a funny person. You know, sometimes you can go into a party and you can see like, man, this guy's just the life of the party or knows how to tell a story or he's this and that. And I mean, like he had all that kind of charisma and, um, you know, he wrestled through college and he was trying to the Olympic team. And like a lot of us were, you know, just trying to, just trying to wrestle. Cause that's what we were good at. And, uh, he actually successfully made it into professional wrestling. He's, um, if, if you ever follow, uh, Otis Dozer. Yeah, I know who Otis is. So you were yeah, friends he, with Otis. He's a buddy of mine. From, awesome, uh, man. From Wisconsin. Yeah. So, and, and now, Every time, you know, I'm, I'm walking by and it's on TV, I'm like, oh, shit, dude. let's let's see if let's see if Otis is smacking down on there. <laughs> you know, what's funny is before we wrap up here, um, I got it's actually ironic that we're talking here because I think a couple months ago, I was something popped up on YouTube of like Otis's like love story with like some other female yeah. superstar. And I was, so yeah. it's, kind of a, it's kind of a coincidence, man, that this has come up again. Honestly, I didn't think it would. <laughs> But that's funny, man. Otis is funny. I, I'm not a big WWE guy, but to be honest, the stuff that I've seen, he's, he seems to bring like something not something good there, something that they lack, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I mean, like, and, and again, I mean, if you've seen him, dude is immense. He is. I, 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 guy. WWE, I think they have him build at like, I think they have him build at like 350, but like. He was like a defensive lineman, like a D he's tackle. Huge. He's huge. He's the strongest person I've ever encountered. And um, with that, I'll transition to some of the wrestling stuff that I've been doing in my matches. Um, I don't like slamming guys like that in practice. Typically, I, I just go for the pickup and I say, hey, I got you. And they go, OK, put me down. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, a lot of those same wrestling moves. I, I'm not like I'm not I'm not doing it to put on a show. I'm doing it because sure. I'm one, I'm good at the move. I know how to hit it. I've done it in practice. And two, um, you know, just like I, I've said before, I think that all too often in wrestling, we think, 
uh, all too often in MMA, we see wrestling and it's just, oh, it's the takedown and I was just going to keep control versus when I wrestle, I'm always trying to do damage. So if if I can get a takedown and pick the guy up and maybe maybe make him breathe a little heavier, you know, knock the wind out of him a little bit or make him bang onto his shoulder, I'm always going for more damage. A couple more questions here before we wrap up. The name Easy, right? The nickname. Uh, where'd you get that from? Does that just rhyme with your last name? It sounds cool. Or is there actually a meaning behind it? What's going on there? You know, if if you want the full analysis of, of how it works, you'd have to talk to uh, another fighter by the name of Alex Gilpin, um, PFL guy who is at, at Chosen Few Gym and, and still around. Uh, but, um, you know, you I, I – yeah. <laughs> I, I was uh I was just starting out and, and trying to uh look get my hand at MMA versus wrestling. And uh I think it was after my first amateur fight, I came back into practice. He's like, dang, please he made that look easy. And so, you know, from there, that, that's just kind of the way that names develop. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. Some of these names, you know, I like to ask because some of these names come from like the weirdest, the coolest, or just the craziest stories, kind of the whole spectrum. So it's kind of interesting to ask. And then the last question is, um, sheesh, what was I going to ask you last, man? The temporary tattoos. What, when did that become a thing? Because I think it's kind of funny, man. It's kind of uh, unique. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that actually started about my my second amateur fight. I just remember, you know, 22 and i mean like even in the wrestling community like a lot of guys get tatted up because you know we're young young um guys who are you know all amped up on adrenaline and we're like yeah we need to get tattoos i never had one never had a real one um just never came up and then now i'm in fighting where there was even more guys that were had even more tats and i thought you know i i feel like i'm getting left out so i'm a and so I started sticking a couple on and then people were calling me out and were like, wait, I thought you had like a big face tattoo on. And I was like, no, no. And then since then, it's just been kind of funny. I will be, do. I will say I've been victim to that. Like I've, you've thrown me off before. I can't lie, but that's okay. Yeah. Is, do you have any real tattoos? Um, or are, they actually, all, or are they all just fake? Temporary, not fake. There you go. Temporary. Yeah. Temporary yeah, is exactly. the word. Yep. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. None of them are, none of them are true. None of them are right. None of them are permanent. Um, and that was a thing up until this past October. And I got, I have one real one now and it's the ring one. So. 100% man. And, uh, you know, I like to get you guys on because I am a fan of the people I speak to. I'm a fan of the sport. Do you have any last message for us fans as, you know, we see what lies ahead in the future for you? Any last message you want to tell the uh, fans out there? Yeah, you know, anyone anyone uh, hanging around in this day and age when, you know, fat, fads can come and go for weeks. And meanwhile, your boy's been, your boy's been uh, wired shut and kind of kicked out of, uh, of the world of fighting. For about six months, you guys are still tuning in. Just thankful you're here. I I like putting on fights for you guys, and like I've said, I, you know, it's just something that I'm good at. That they uh, managed to work my way in to get paid for, and it means a lot that people are out here watching me, supporting me, and you know, mentioning how how uh, good I looked and 
a, a match in the past or maybe even, you know, willing to willing to say, oh, yeah, I watched the Romero fight. Alex was – he sure was tough. Um, so, yeah, to, to the fans, just uh, thanks for keeping up, and hopefully I'll, I'll be back at it putting on a good show for you guys soon. All right, guys, there you have it. Uh, listen, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for giving us the time. Thanks for sharing a little bit about, you know, the personal life, things like that. You know, a little bit of insight into the fights. You kind of gave us a full spectrum here. We appreciate that. We appreciate the time again. And all the best, man. We're looking forward to your future.